Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass hey kyle can you, can you hear me i can hear you rowdy loud and okay clear. well those soundtracks were really sketchy there they they didn't end right didn't didn't go right but hey it's it's what we do. It's part of dealing on putting the show on. But welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show Thursday night edition. Uh, Kyle, we got Willie Mullins calling in here at uh, 6.30 Central Time. Talk about going to Elko. Is that all the way up to Minnesota? They fill the house at Elko, Kyle. It's, uh, hadn't been there yet. Looking forward to going, uh, you know, 7K racing in that gang ass I, I got to sing the text today if i was going to make it this weekend but no not going to make it to elko but we got willie going to race up there and we're going to talk to him about that kyle yeah rowdy uh willie mullins is no stranger to the rowdy Maglide show uh i know he'll be on he'll be good and uh yeah maybe get another good finish out of it too so uh yeah we have that and also pa speed week about to start uh, Williams Grove Speedway Friday night kicks off a 10-race stretch up until July 3rd. So, uh, you know, busy times here, and uh, we'll hit some of the dirt stuff tonight, and also uh, we'll see what else is going on. And Ozzy says hello. <laughs> a big shout-out to, to your mom and Ozzy there, Kyle. <laughs> uh, oh, Kyle, hey, you got to love it, man. Uh Nashville going on, man. That's a big thing uh, for the for the weekend, Kyle. I uh, talked about it earlier on before the show. Nashville with the new car, uh, that's definitely a big deal. Right. Uh, I think I, I think I think we're going to see the, the, the normal players like we saw last year. That's what I'm thinking right now. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of like the five car for the for the race, uh, just because of you know how well they ran there last year, and uh, they just they've been good. And uh, Rowdy, I know we talked a little bit pre rate or pre show about this. Uh, Kyle Larson's going to be in a car for ten straight day, days and nights. Uh, you know, starting with the Cup Series this weekend, then PA Speed Week next week, Monday at Lincoln, Tuesday at Grandview, Wednesday at Port Royal, and Thursday at Hagerstown before going to Xfinity practice at Road America on Friday, July 1st, so a lot of stuff going on for him. Um, you know, Hendrick Motorsports, can they can they back up their win from last year there? Uh, you know, um, you know, nice to see, you know, NASCAR back at Nashville Super Speedway. Um, now that the Cup it Series is, is there, um, you know, it's been a nice return to the schedule, you know, after 10 years, and uh, to see Nashville back in action. I uh, never thought I'd see a Cup race there, but uh, it proved me wrong, so... Uh, you know, you guys were there last year, um, Nashville back on the schedule this year. 
uh, three night, three days and nights of racing. Uh, the Truck Series runs 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central on Friday night, uh, followed by the Xfinity Race on Saturday, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central, and then the Ally 400 in Nashville for the Cup Series, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central on NBC, their first race of the year. So uh, a lot going on. Um, Arco going to Elko, uh, PA Speed Week starting up. So it's a lot of stuff for us to get to. Um, right now uh, I'm looking at about three races right now out of the ten for PA Speed Week. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more of that later on. Well, that's back to the smile track. And, uh, Kyle, we're going to play this a little bit with Winston Kelly. And uh, it's the Advanced Smile Track Challenge where they kind of – it's grassroots racing, Kyle, basically. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here today for this special announcement. I'm Winston Kelly and have the pleasure of serving as the executive director here at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And while these gentlemen with us don't need any introduction, just for formality, I will be sure I do so. Uh, starting second from uh, your right, second from my left, the driver of the Advanced Auto Parts, number 12 Ford Mustang, Ryan Blaney, is with us. Sitting to his left, Advanced Auto Parts Chief Marketing Officer, Jason McDonald. From NASCAR, the NASCAR Senior Vice President of Racing Development and Strategy, Ben Kennedy. And to his right, Brandon Igdowski, the Managing Director of NASCAR's Touring and Weekly Series. We're here today to announce the second annual Advance My Track Challenge presented by Advance Auto Parts. And to get things started, I'd like to direct your attention to the video board for a quick presentation. Hey, Brian Blaney here. I can tell you from experience, local tracks are where great memories are made. They're places to come together and enjoy the sport we're so passionate about. That's why Advanced Auto Parts and NASCAR are bringing back the Advanced My Track Challenge for 2022. One local track will be awarded $50,000 to help advance their track and fan experience. Thanks to you fans, last year's campaign was a great success. All capped off with Berlin Raceway and Marne, Michigan taking home the check. You can help a local track near you win $50,000. Just get out and vote now through May 13th. Who knows? Maybe your track will bring home a big prize this year. The program is dedicated to the advancement of local short track racing with 21 NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts weekly series tracks participating in a fan sweepstakes vote to be the recipient of a $50,000 grand prize. So here's how the program works. Fans will visit advancemytrack.com to vote for their favorite local track from now until May the 6th. That's advancemytrack.com to select their favorite local track from now until May the 6th. The six tracks with the most votes will participate in the final round of voting from May the 9th to May the 13th. The track with the most votes, as you heard Berlin Raceway last year captured that honor, will win $50,000 as the grand prize, second place receiving $15,000, and third place $10,000. And one of the things that was very interesting, and it really wasn't enlightening because I don't know that I know anybody in this sport that doesn't have short track routes somewhere. There's deep roots with everybody and certainly with all four of these gentlemen to our left that we all share that in common. 
And we're going to start with the driver of the Advance Auto Parts Ford Mustang and get Ryan Blaney's thought. Ryan, you know, your family is involved in local short track racing and has, you know, since long before you were here with us. Can you tell us more about that and share what it means to see an organization like Advance share that sentiment and have that in common? Yeah, well, uh, thanks everybody for coming out. But, um, you know, you said it. I mean, everybody involved in this sport of NASCAR came from a short track at some point in their lives, right? Whether you're a mechanic, a spotter, a driver, I mean, you've come from a local short track and uh, as you followed it all the way up to NASCAR and you fell in love with it at these short tracks. You fell in love with racing at these places and um, they were a second family to me. You know, I, when I started running late models at 14 years old, you know, and dad was off racing on the cup side and, you know, these guys that I grew up racing around, some of them were double my age or triple my age and they kind of raise you on the weekends and, and it, it's like your second family. So you go back and, and you realize how important those you know tracks were and those people were and uh, the fact that Advance wants to give back to these local short tracks and the grassroots of racing um, just means so much of their commitment to want to see motorsports in general continue to thrive and, and continue to succeed. So I, I couldn't think of a better partner to be with. Um, it was a huge success last year. I had a blast meeting uh, tons of people that, you know, either their favorite track was, you know, you know in the running to win. Uh, some of the you know, owners of these tracks I was able to meet and uh, just really, really special, and they really appreciated what Advance does. So uh, fortunate for me as a driver to be involved with a company like this who wants to do these you know, amazing things uh, to help these tracks around the country. Well, Jason, Advance is the entitlement sponsor of the NASCAR Weekly Series along with the official auto parts retailer of NASCAR. So grassroots racing seems to be a unique focus to the brand, and I know we were talking earlier about your affinity for that, and having grown up in a family that had an auto parts store, I can relate to that connection. But from your perspective, why grassroots, why short track racing, why this program for advanced auto parts? Well, it's so critical for us because we want to make sure that we're helping communities advance. And for us, we have 4,700 stores across the country from coast to coast. And when you think about people needing parts, sometimes they need parts when they're going to the racetrack, and there's sometimes they need parts during the week, depending on what it is that they have with their car and need help with. And we want to make sure that we're helping uh, people across America, but also uh, communities. And like you said, for me, growing up being a race fan and having the opportunity to sit here with these guys and, and really celebrate the passion of racing at the local level, that's sort of the spirit of what Advance wants to do because race fans will go to the racetrack on Saturday night, but we know that they're going to come to Advance Auto Parts during the week and, uh, and help it get what their auto part needs. Well, I know one of the, uh, the things that all levels in NASCAR, I know I've heard it a lot at the cup level of the fan experience, and last year's recipient, Berlin Raceway, Jeff Striegel's a, a good friend. Yep. He's been all about that, and I think you were telling us earlier that that's where the investment of the $50,000 went to part of the fan experience. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, for sure. At the, that's really the passion and the purpose of this entire program, and we want to make sure that we're really building the longevity of home tracks across America, and Berlin Raceway was one of the locations. They wanted to give it back to the fan zone. He, they specifically had a big fan night. Even the second place and third place found ways to give back to either the children at the racetrack or people at the racetrack, and really it's about bringing people together to, uh, around racing, right? So uh, they've, 
and that's the purpose of the program, and that's what we want them to give money back to. Well, Ben, when I think about things that are the foundation of the support of the sport, grassroots racing is one of them. Sponsorship over the past 60, almost 70 years now has been a huge part of that. So what does it mean to NASCAR, the industry, not just the organization, but the industry, to have an organization like Advanced Auto Parts giving back at that local grassroots level? What does that mean to us? Yeah, it's critically important. And I would say, you know, just grassroots racing overall and local short track racing, and and to Ryan's point, um, you think about the drivers and the crew chiefs and team members that, you know, are going to be at Martinsville this weekend and at the race on Sunday. Pretty much all of them started in some way, shape, or form at local grassroots racing. So it's a really important part of our pipeline as we think about the next generation of drivers and people that are going to be involved in our sport. And, you know, we were talking about it earlier today. I honestly couldn't think of a, a more synonymous partner on weekly and short track racing as Advanced Auto Parts. And I think it's a, a really good definition of a true partnership, um, creating a program like this to help advance, literally advance tracks, um, whether it's investing in their facilities, being able to give back to their communities. I think it's a, a really neat program that they have put together. And uh, I'm excited to see uh, how this year goes. I know a lot of, uh, a lot of good tracks in the, the running. I know a lot that Ryan and I have uh, raced at at some point in our careers. So I'm, uh, I'm interested to see who, uh, who takes a win. Should be fun. Advance pun intended, and rightfully so. You know, Brandon, we were talking earlier. You were joking about uh, Jeff maybe leveraging some of his friends, and he doesn't have that many friends at uh, MRN trying to help out. But it's really about the fans and how they engage the fans. So what does this mean to those short tracks of them being able to rally their fan base around supporting them, which in turn comes back to them, to the, them, the fans? Yeah, thank you. It, you know, it's, it's, it really is all about the roots. And we keep driving that word roots, right? But the fans are the roots of this entire sport. And those local tracks, those home tracks, that's the root of the fans. That's where you learn to become a fan of the sport. That's where you bring your kids and your grandkids. And, and you know, it's, we're not just building the drivers and the crews, but we're building those communities in that, and, and we're putting down those relationships in those communities. And it's, it's, that's their home track, right? Everybody can drive three hours to go to a cup track if they wanted to, but to get up in, in a, on a Friday or Saturday night and, and head down the road and go support the community, see your friends and, and you know, hang out with your local friends and, and, and support those local sponsors in those towns and, and your local advanced auto parts store, it really is, you know, a tremendous part of, of the overall sport. Before I open it up to question, uh, I'm not going to put anybody on the spot and, and not ask what's your favorite local short track, because that's like ask, asking a grandparent who's your favorite grandchild. But we all have those we grew up. Mine's Concord. It was a dirt track. Now it's a neighborhood, but uh, they relocated it. So, Jason, your local uh, short track that got you started when you were a kid. Yeah, Oswego Speedway in uh, upstate New York. Ryan? I mean, starting out at quarter midgets, Bob Labonte built NCQMA in Salisbury. Uh, but late model track, Hickory is probably one of my, I'd say, home tracks. Yeah. Two iconic ones. I'm going to have to go with my home track, New Smyrna Speedway. Three iconic ones. Okay, it's to you, Brandon. Grandview Speedway in Betchelsville, Pennsylvania. All right. So true short track racers. So do we have any questions for folks in the audience? Reed? Reed Spencer with the NASCAR Wire for either Brandon or Ben. Um, how does a track become a participating track in the weekly series, and what sort of standards do they have to meet? 
So to become a, a track in the in a weekly series, um, we'll take any 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 local track that wants to be part of it. We'll 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 send our crew out there and have those wonderful conversations with them, and and we'd love to have more tracks around the country as well. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's we're continually looking for more tracks. We we've increased this year um, by a few more tracks, which has been great news. I, mean, I think we're seeing a lot of momentum coming out of the pandemic with with tracks wanting to be part of the program again, or or just tracks that are picking up new owners that that want to that haven't been part of it before and they want to be. So we got some really good momentum, and I think the the things that advances advance our parts is doing, especially this program, is is really helping to drive that change and that excitement around the around the home tracks once again. Other questions? Are, are we seeing, you know, we've got so much energy in the sport right now. We seeing that same energy translate to the local short tracks, the weekly racing series tracks, Jason, Brandon, Ben, we seeing that? Well, the best thing for me, I was telling these guys a story earlier. For me, you can see the resurgence. Just, you were talking about Wake County Speedway on Saturday night. I, you know, I saw pictures of it being a full house. Right, it's standing room only. That's what I want to hear, candidly. That's, you know, that's the purpose of the program. You want to hear that. And for me, it's exciting when you're walking around the pits and somebody taps you on the shoulder and says, thanks for giving back, right, and supporting the program and supporting local tracks. You can see the passion, not only amongst the, the race teams, but also amongst the fans. Um, and I think the, the quality of NASCAR and what they're putting on, on the air is is transcending to what's going on even in local short tracks across the country and the passions there for, for the sport. Yeah, I think to Jason's point too, you know, it feels like you're seeing a resurgence across the board. Um, you know, certainly from a national series standpoint, a lot of people coming to the track, a lot of new people coming to the track and talking to some of the promoters and, you know, I think New Smyrna, I'm going to pick on them again, I think was a really good example of it. You know, the week leading into Daytona 500, they had a couple of nights where they sold out there and really strong crowds. So I think we're seeing it across the board, and it's really good to see you know, a lot of people come into these local short tracks because you know, think about getting exposure to just motor racing in general. It might be difficult to go to buy a ticket to a national series race, but you have a local short track you can go to every week if you want to. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Dustin? Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Uh, Brandon, um, and forgive me if I'm incorrect, but I don't believe of any of the weekly tracks is a dirt track. And obviously there's, there's some dirt events at the National Series. It, would that ever be a consideration, or is any dirt track approached NASCAR of, of trying to do something or being a part of the, the NASCAR family? Uh, we actually have two that can count. Uh, Grandview in Pennsylvania, as I mentioned, and then uh, Gamby, Gramby up in Canada came on this year. Um, or both third tracks. So, we'll, yep, we'll take them all. Um, you know, it, it's definitely a little different than the asphalt, but um, it's, it's still home track racing. It's still building fan bases. It's still getting, you know, I think now you're seeing more and more, of, you know, the, the dirt talent coming up uh, and, and, you know, as we're doing more and more uh, unique events. Gotcha. Any other questions that folks have? Well, before we go, and uh, these gentlemen will be available uh, if they have time for one-on-ones, Ryan, I've, I've got to come back to you driving the Advanced Auto Parts Ford Mustang this weekend at a track that I think you're going to be a good fantasy pick, so I'm not sure what you can tell me to help me out there, but uh, tell me what we should expect the first time back uh, in this next-gen no. car at Martinsville. I'm not allowed to give you any information about uh, betting, so I'll keep my mouth shut on that. Oh, this, this, uh, this is not a betting <laughs> fantasy group, but I just, there's a couple of people uh, I just want to beat. Uh, you know, at Martinsville, honestly, I, 
I grew up closer to Martinsville than I did Charlotte Motor Speedway. Um, really, just being from High Point, and it was 45 minutes up the road, so I'd always go watch Dad run there, and um, you know, and then to to be able to drive for the Wood Brothers, who are you know right from that area there at Martinsville for a few years, and now, you know, going back there, being really close a couple times, um, it's it makes it you know going to be even sweeter if we can try to win it, especially in this this car, and it looks like a short track car. I mean, it's it looks pretty mean, so. Um, I think it's going to be, be really, really fun. Um, nice little Saturday night, you know, short track race. And, um, you know, for Advance's first race of the year, I think it's, you know, we couldn't have picked a better track. So be nice. Uh, I know Jay is going to be maybe calling some shots on the box, and we'll see, uh, we'll see what we can do. But um, I'm looking forward to this weekend, especially with, uh, with this really unique car. A big change for what we had last year, but I think it goes really well. Uh, given your history there, I'd say it's a, not a bad uh, pick and, and not a bad one chasing for you guys to be on the car. So we'll look forward to seeing you there uh, on the box and this weekend. Uh, thanks to Jason, Ryan, Ben, and Brandon for being with us today. If you have any questions for them, uh, please, feel, please feel free to grab them. Look forward to seeing you at Martinsville this weekend. Uh, and if you'd like to see our new exhibit uh, that highlights the Martinsville 75th year anniversary, feel free to grab one of our uh, crew members, and we'll be glad to show you that. So thanks for coming out. We'll see you in Martinsville this weekend. Thanks, guys. All right, Kyle. Hey, listen, that's, uh, you know, we need to spend our money with the people that invest in racing. So, you know, advances, they spend a lot of money to uh, further local tracks. And, and, Kyle, you know, with that being said, we need to think about that when we go purchase things, buy stuff that, you know, from people who sponsor what we do and get to enjoy. Rowdy, there was a key track that I heard when Brandon Nadalski say toward the end. It was Grandview Speedway in Bechtelsville, Pennsylvania. Uh, that's NASCAR sanctioned, uh, sponsored by Advanced Auto Parts. So there's a you know a big thing there with the 358 modified. So will be with the uh, 410 Sprint cars on Tuesday, July 28th on the Thunder on the Hill Racing Series. So um, there's also a, a little gathering for the Eastern Motorsport Press Association before the event. So really looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, Rowdy, I enjoy going to the local tracks. I think, you know, when we, we couldn't get to the NASCAR races, we turned to the, the short tracks, and we've really expanded in the last couple of years or so. Well, it was like uh, going to Mahoney Valley where Dino uh, – Kyle's, I mean, listen, you could tell people what it's like, or people could tell you what it's like, but you got to be there to experience it. And <laughs> it was standing room only, wasn't it, Kyle? I mean, that place was full. I wasn't there, Rowdy, but uh, I remember, if you remember, I actually wound up <laughs> not going to that one. But, yeah, uh, yeah that, that place does get packed, um, especially when NASCAR is in town. Uh, that'll happen, you know. You maybe maybe we'll get some of the NASCAR people come. They come down after the race. Uh, I think we'll see the same thing this Sat or Saturday, July 23rd, at Mahoney Valley Speedway. Um, I know you and I will be headed to Williams Grove uh, for the World of Outlaws race. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, get your get get your dirt to P uh, PA dirt introduction in uh, while you're here, Rowdy. Uh, we did that last year at Lincoln for the PA Speed Week race, and I just happened Kyle Larson was in town. So, um, yeah. Um, we have a lot of good stuff planned coming up. We got Port Royal planned, the World Outlaws race. That's going to be one of three dates there this year for the World Outlaws. Also, the Nittany Showdown on Octo October 7th and 8th in 2022. 
Uh, so it's going to be three days for the World of Outlaws sprint cars at Port Royal Speedway. So um was able to make it to Port Royal on uh, June 11th uh, for their show. It was really neat. Had the past 305 sprint cars there for their twin 20s. And uh, Rowdy, I know I, I got some races coming up next week. Uh, Grandview, as mentioned before, Port Royal most likely. And hopefully, Rowdy, if everything goes as planned, Sealands Grove on Sunday, July 3rd. So I'm um, kind of working on some stuff right now, um, trying to see how we're going to arrange everything. But I think we'll make it happen. And, uh, you know, yeah. Kyle Larson's we're coming back. to town. I don't know if Christopher Bell's coming or Alex Bowman, but I wouldn't be shocked if either of them showed up either. We're a little bit under a month away from that guy. From Pocono will show up. Yeah, Rowdy, we're talking today the uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Series race of Pocono, uh, sponsored by the uh, the race will be sponsored by the Pocono Mountain Visitors Bureau. Uh, Explore the Pocono Mountains 225. They sponsored the second uh, Cup race last year, Pocono the doubleheader, and uh, they'll be they'll be sponsored the the, the presenting sponsor of the Xfinity race. So. Uh, I know we didn't really talk about, we, you know, we haven't mentioned Pocono as much. Uh, also, the M&M's Fan Appreciation 400 um, at Pocono Raceway on Sunday, July 24, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, that's going to be the next-gen, the test for the next-gen car. Um, Rowdy, one cup race at Pocono now, no more two cup races, uh, kind of going back to, I think it was the 70s or the 80s when it was just one race at Pocono, so... Uh, going to be interesting to have all you know the four series there you know we got the general tire delivers 200 on friday evening at 6:30 p.m eastern on fs1 and mrn and uh we got a lot of lot a lot of interesting drivers going to be in that race you know i know i know brandon jones is already confirmed i know uh, i think jesse love's going to be in it sammy smith uh i'm i'm, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank rowdy I, I i know i should know this by now tony brininger um I'm trying to think of the venerini drivers um you know, I know they have Jonathan, Jonathan Schaefer. I don't know if he's running the race or not. He's, he's 17 now. Um, I know we know Jake Finch is going to be running the race. That's the one I wanted to, to mention. Yeah. About, uh, 17 years old, going to be driving the 55 Toyota at uh, hey, Kyle, Pocono. Kyle, let, let me slow you down. Let me bring on our, our first guest tonight. Call him back in from uh, Mullins Racing. He's fixing to go all the way, I think it's 1,100 miles to Elko Speedway. Willie Mullins. Welcome to the show, Willie. Thank you, Roddy. I appreciate being on again tonight. Man, 1,100 miles. And you're the driver. That's that's going to be pretty tough driving, isn't it, Willie? Well, uh, I'll be honest. I, I've, we've got some things worked out. Uh, Mr. Hillenberg is going to be taking my car out there, and okay. uh, my wife and I are going to be flying out there tomorrow. <laughs> well, I don't feel so bad now. I get to be a race car driver this weekend instead of uh, the team owner. You know, it, it's uh, nice every once in a while, but, you know, without Fast Track and Andy Hillenberg, we wouldn't be able to do this weekend. So, uh, Willie, before we get started, I, I watched one of your videos today. Now, I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to next year at Talladega on the Boulevard because you got the Ricky Bobby Shake and Bake haircut. Absolutely. You know, we're, uh, <laughs> you know, my, my wife, uh, you know, she loves having a little bit of extra hair back there, I guess you could say. So, uh, you know, we're, we're there to show it off. I wish I had more on the front and I, I'm satisfied with the short on the back. <laughs> it, That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yep. Absolutely. Willie, uh, Elko, this is not your first race at Elko. Uh, a 250 lap 
a real small bow. How do you do, how do you manage that, uh, Willie, to to get in there and uh, do 250 uh, laps? To be honest, you just don't hit anything too hard. You know, uh, we're going there to to have a good time to to try to repeat what we did last year. Last year was our uh, first lead lap finish um, at a short track, so. You know, we're going there to try to repeat. It's going to be hard. Uh, we have more cars because we're obviously getting better car counts now in the ARCA series. So we're proud of that, and uh, we can't wait to, to see how it all turns out. You know, I got a really good car. We finished uh, fifth with this thing at uh, Pensacola earlier this year, and we're we're taking it. We just brought it back and polished on it a little bit, changed the number, and we're taking it back to another little bull ring. So uh, you've, you've raced in both series, the ARCA Menard series and in the ARCA a series uh yep what do you think about the the a series oh both series are great you know chris wright has a good series over there and and it makes it economical for the guy that runs to run seven to ten races a year so that works really well for a lot of people and then you got the main arca series and that encompasses so many more tracks between dirt road course you know mile mile and a half tracks you know this little short bull ring so both both series have their place for what we're trying to do. And, and for me, I'm trying to get better at these short tracks. So it's worked out well to be able to go to three or four this year. So Willie, you sitting in the car and you're going round and round looking back at 2019 and fast forward and to this year, do you seem to be more people in the seats now than there was before the pandemic? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it all depends on weather and, and things like that, depending on where you go a lot of times. But, uh, you know, we're, we're having better car counts. You know, we're having good, tight, hard racing. So, you know, everything as a, a whole is getting better. And, you know, we're happy to see the fans out there supporting us. So, uh, Willie, you had a pretty nice ride-up today in, in ARCA. It takes you got a lot of volunteers, and it takes a lot of people to make uh, Mullins Racing go round and round, don't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was just over to shop right now. You know, Daryl Faree's over there working on on the Super Speedway car. We're already working to get our Super Speedway program uh, better for next year. You know, he's taking that car apart that got tore up at Talladega. Um, you know, because our program is kind of switching. I'm I'm switching roles a little bit, being more of an owner. Um, and then we're, you know, also trying to become a, a bigger development program, um, looking for drivers to get in these cars to show the case their talents. You know, we had a, a bunch go through it to test, and they've run truck races this year. And, um, you know, Brayton uh, did pretty good out there at uh, Knoxville. So it's it's one of those things I think we're going to try to become a little bit more development, um, you know, and we're going to try to get some of these local kids in these cars and try to showcase their talents. Hey, Willie, you have Kyle here. My first question hey. for you is, uh, I, I wanted to ask you this. Uh, you were fastest in ARCA practice at Talladega. Um, did you realize that you and Jeffrey Earnhardt both had the number three at the top of the leaderboard for both sessions? Did that cross it, your mind at all? It did, absolutely. You know, I'm not going to um, not gonna knock that. That was kind of cool to have a Chevrolet and a three at the top of the chart, both places, you know, right there. And, you know, unfortunately, they set uh, the grid on owner points, and that kind of hurt us for the race. But I just wanted to make sure that everybody saw that we had the speed bigger than most of the cars that were out there. Um, you know, so we got to pound our chest for that day. When we go back to Daytona, we're going to try to improve on that and, and try to get a pole um, when we go back for 2023. 
My second question for you is um, talk a little bit about your short track experience. You mentioned the lead lap finish. I mean, how, how has that been, uh, you know, trying to adapt and, and get more track time on those shorter tracks? Yeah, absolutely. You know, my experience was always road racing, you know, and then we jumped into the Daytona thing about six, seven years ago um, and did that. And then we decided, hey, let's go short track racing. I went to Nashville for the first time, and I've only gotten up to this point in my entire life I have eight short track starts. So, you know, I'm still as a a driver growing, um, growing my career and growing my stats and, and getting better behind the wheel where a lot of these kids have been doing this their whole life up until they're 20 years old. So it's still new for me, and and I'm slowly getting better and better at it. My last question for you is uh, you were talking about Brayton a little bit. Um, you know, what did you see out of him in the truck race at Knoxville? I mean, was there anything in particular you saw uh, him do on the track? And, uh, I mean, what do, you, what do you get out of that when you see, your, you know, these younger drivers that you, you've been with, um, you know, drive for your team? I mean, what's it been like, you know, having them and seeing them progress? Well, it's great. You know, it wasn't just Brayton we got to watch. You know, Brad Perez ran the ran the truck race. Um, you know, he did a great job. It, it's good to see these kids, and I call them kids. You know, they're a little bit older than that, but it's great to see them succeed at what they're trying to do. And Brayton did a great job. He kept the fenders on it. You know, he had to beat one or two cars in qualifying. He did that. You know, he set realistic goals, and they achieved them, and, and it's good for him. You know, um, we're hoping to maybe see – a couple more of these kids back in the car this year, and we're going to see what happens. And, you know, it's it's great to, to see these kids slowly start to move up and, you know, get experience. Willie, what's your plans for the rest of the year after Elko? What you got? To... Well, right now, I don't have any plans. We have, we were a little slow at work as of last week, and then now we've had some uh, – meetings and things like that with some of these corporations we do work for and i think that's all going to change next week so you know it's feast or famine at work so we got to focus on work right. when we get back from elko um we're hoping to take mason to uh bristol at the end of the year so we're we're shooting for that and we'll see what happens well look tell the 7k racing gang we said hello i know they'll be there teddy's teddy's doing pretty good i hear yeah, yeah, those kids, it, it's kind of cool. You know, we met them, I think, about three or four years ago now, and, and they're a great little family. You know, they came out to a uh, meet-and-greet we had out there at the uh, CW Metals uh, building, and, and ever, ever since then we've been great friends with them, and, and they're slowly moving up and, and getting getting better and better. Absolutely. So, so uh, let's talk about your sponsors. going to help you make you go this time, Willie. Absolutely. We got Crowing Recycling. They've been a long time sponsor. You know, they help us out a lot. CW Metals. Um, you know, Grant uh, Van Weingaren. He's been a long time friend and partner, and he's the uh, person that, that drives all these businesses that help uh, fund this deal. And we're we're hoping to grow that and you know continue to move forward. Um, what's pretty cool this weekend? Um, you will have to. You will see on the on the broadcast. We have the Reese's in-car camera this weekend so you'll be able to see uh me all packed inside one of these little arca cars and turn 250 laps that's pretty cool uh where can they keep up with you willie on social media yep absolutely i believe it's mullinsracing.net they can check us out there we're on facebook twitter and our, our biggest audience we have right now is on uh tiktok you know my wife and i uh both have our tiktoks it's willie mullins and willie mullins three and i believe it's dinah mullins um, 
our uh, our in, uh, TikTok so they can follow us there, see our videos every day. I'm going to try to do uh, videos this weekend as we go through the weekend and, and check it all out. Well, it's pretty cool having TikTok. I mean, people look at me. I'm like, look, you got to go where the people pay attention to what you got. And, and they do. Yeah, absolutely, Rowdy. It, it, it's been great. You know, me and you had a great time on the Boulevard uh, Talladega, and I never knew that was there. And, and TikTok kind of brought it all together and, and did that for us. So, you know, next year we'll go there and hang out some more and have some fun. I'm looking forward to it, Willie. Thanks a lot. And tell Dana, say hello, and y'all have a safe trip. Absolutely, Rowdy. Hopefully we'll have a good run and we can be back next week on the show. Looking forward to it, Willie. Thanks a lot. Thank Thanks, you. Willie. All right, guys. Willie Mullins. Getting ready to go wind them up at Elko. I, I, that's a track on my bucket list, guys. I'm going to tell you. And, Kyle, we got to get 7K racers. That, that group on. Uh, at least one time a year, if not twice. And it's time. Teddy and Josiah, uh, you know, it's time. we got to get them on. But, uh, Kyle, we got a little deal. We didn't get to play the thing with Jesse Aouji in the press conference with Smith. And uh, I wanted to play that, just kind of go through. It's something that it's pretty interesting. And uh, it's 25 minutes, so I thought I'd go ahead and play that now that we got Willie off, and I appreciate Willie calling in. My name is Jim Campbell with Chevrolet, and I want to thank you for coming to the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a very special announcement. And uh, it's with much pride that, uh, that we host the event here uh, at the Hall of Fame. And so just a big thank you to Winston Kelly, who I see in the back there, along with Wendy Belk. I see Angela, Melissa, Kevin, Brian, Joe, Catherine, Jennifer, Brittany, Tom, and the whole staff here this morning as you prepare to open the facility. You did your team meeting. It reminded me of what we do in racing and probably what we do in football to get ready for the day ahead and the competition ahead. And so uh, it's great to be here at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Uh, today's a special day, and we have a number of people that are here with us to uh, share some news. And I uh, wanted to uh, introduce uh, Jesse Awuji, the co-owner and the driver from Jesse Awuji Motorsports. Jesse, great to be with you. Thank you for having us. And uh, his co-owner, uh, Hall, uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Emmett Smith is here. Emmett, great to see you. Great seeing you as well. Uh, and then uh, on the other side of the stage, uh, we have uh, Matt Casto, who is one of the co-owners of the team. Matt, great to see you. Uh, also uh, in the audience here, uh, Mike Antonucci. Mike, give it a big wave. Stand up so people can see you. One of uh, the other co-owners. Uh, that's great. And, um, and also uh, a couple of introductions in a second. Uh, also, uh, the crew chief is here, Jason Hodling, Hodling, and so Jason, great to be here with you. Thank you for being here. Next to Jason is uh, our director of motorsports competition engineering from Chevrolet. He runs all of our NASCAR programs uh, from Cup, uh, Xfinity, and Truck, and all the other series that we're involved in, and that's uh, Eric Warren. So, Eric, thanks for being here. So, big day today, um, and uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Jesse and Emmett and the team announced an amazing uh, new, uh, new team, Jesse Wuji Motorsports, and so we'll have a chance to talk about that in a second. But before we do that, if you would, uh, I'm gonna, we're going to run a short video. Then I'd like to ask Jesse and Emmett to come off the stage here over to the car. And um, also here in the, in the audience here, I'd like to see if uh, Frank Scott, w Wendell Scott's son, is here. 
and Warwick Scott, his grandson, are here. If you would join the guys in revealing the race car in just a moment. So with that, let's go ahead and run the video. A driver's number has more than a numerical value. It also has historical value. In 1961, the number 34 was raced by Wendell Scott, NASCAR's only African-American driver at the time. And now, 61 years later, a new African-American driver emerges with gold to not only compete, but to also inspire. Jesse Uruji, a service member who continues to serve his country's military as Wendell Scott once did with honor, looks to not just build a skyscraper, but a skyline of opportunities for all with Pro Football Hall of Famer Emmett Smith. They expect to work. They expect to grind. But overall, they understand the process towards success cannot be rushed. Emmett and Jesse look to bring honor again to the number 34, as Wendell Scott once did during the difficult time period for the U.S. that he lived in. Let's welcome the NASCAR Xfinity Series new number 34 and the inspirational journey that has begun. Patience and faith will be key in this journey as life truly rewards those who stay strong enough, long enough. Great. Thank you, guys. Come on down. Wendell Work, or, or uh, Frank and Work, will you guys come over here? Let's go ahead and uh, reveal the livery. And uh, if you guys would just kind of share two, two aside. So, uh, Frank. This side, and then uh, Emmett work on the other side. And if you just grab a corner and just slowly walk it back, and here is the number 34 Jesse Wooji Motorsports Camaro SS to race in the this season's NASCAR Xfinity Series. Congratulations, guys! Way to go! And uh, that car, it looks great. And uh, I want to thank uh, Jason to your team, uh, your car chief, Tim Goulet, here, Chris Atterbury, Will Flack. Thanks for getting us ready, getting here this morning nice and early. And uh, also, um, I saw uh, Eric uh, Holmes is here. Eric Holmes is going to be the spotter with Jesse. Where's Eric? Can you just stand up and give a wave, please? There he is. This guy, uh, three-time ARCA West champion. Uh, he's, a, he's a great kind of driver, coach, and spotter. It's going to be great to have you on board. So congratulations to you. And then I saw earlier Eddie Prez is here. And if you see EPM on the side, Equity Prime Mortgage. Uh, Eddie is here. Eddie, welcome. Thank you for being here, and thanks for your support of this program. And also, I had a chance to meet Kevin Johnson. He's the managing partner of ERA Gaming, another sponsor. Kevin, welcome to you as well. So team, uh, let's talk a little bit about the team, the partnership with Chevy, and then, of course, uh, this amazing uh, selection of the number and what it means to you. So maybe I'll start with Jesse and then Emmett. Why don't you talk a little bit about the formation of the team? I know we saw the video, but here we are live at the Hall of Fame. Why don't you talk about that? And then we'll talk about Chevy and then the number, which is amazing. Yeah, most definitely. And thank you so much. And thank you all, everybody for showing up today and supporting. Uh, this is an absolute just incredible opportunity for us to be able to utilize this platform to create opportunity for all. You know, racing, is, it, it's, a fun, it's a fun sport. It's a fun thing that we do. We enjoy it. We love 
going out on track and competing every single day. But at the end of the day, this team is not only just about competing. We're trying to use this platform. We are using this platform to inspire so many out there who would have never thought that they would have an opportunity to compete in this sport or compete in motorsports. We want to use this platform to create an opportunity-generating system, give people opportunities in this world to, to enjoy motorsports just like we do. And we're so happy to be partnered with Chevy on this. I mean, I've been a Chevy guy for a very long time, Zim knows, and uh, just to be able to make this happen has just been absolutely incredible. But we've been assembling a team together of people, a lot of great people who have uh, been supportive of this journey. Obviously, Emmett jumping on board to the owners on this team, uh, it's been huge. I mean, I, you know, been looking up to Emmett since I was a kid. My first football number ever when I played football was the number 22. And the reason I had the 22 was because my dad told me when I was about to start playing running back in seventh grade that, hey, watch this guy on TV. He plays for the Cowboys. He's the best out there doing it. Watch him. That's the position you're playing. And it was 22 years ago you know, pretty much the day that I decided that I was going to be number 22, realized that 22 years later, I would be starting a, a NASCAR team with Emmett uh, debuting in 2022. So <laughs> that is a great story. It's been, uh, absolutely incredible. But uh, just, you know, putting together this team, Jason has been absolutely awesome as our crew chief, putting together our crew, our folks who, who have been working on this car, you know, day in, uh, day out, just grinding to get this thing together. Matt, uh, Mike, everybody, you know, our video, everybody who's come together to make this whole thing happen, it's been absolutely incredible. Um, and then just, you know, picking this number 34, uh, we did it because we wanted to have a number that had uh, a meaning behind it. And to be able to represent the Scott family, everything Wendell Scott has done for the sport, um, we're continuing to, to, to live this journey, continue to keep the journey going, inspire others, and just use this platform once again to, to motivate all. That's great. Uh, Jesse, thank you. And we haven't known each other a long time, and this is a pretty special day to celebrate today. Emmett, uh, amazing partnership. Tell us a little bit about uh, how you uh, got connected with Jesse and uh, this journey that we're on and what it means to you. Well, again, as Jesse uh, stated before, I'm truly honored to be here as well because I am in the Hall of Fame in the NFL, but this is the Hall of Fame of NASCAR. And excited to see all the things that are here and also excited to see this young man career take off. Uh, I think for us, and, and the way I met Jesse was through a sponsorship out of Texas Motor Speedway when he came out and got started on the track. And so he flew in, got in the car for the first time, and ran around and raced and competed. But understanding his mission, his goals, his dreams, uh, something that I, can, that I got behind. And representing the number 22 made it a whole lot easier. Being from Dallas and, and character made it a whole lot easier. But then once you got a chance to know this young man and spend time and visit with him, understand his process, the way he thinks, not to mention the service that he provided to this great nation, all of those things became part of something like, yes, I can get behind this and help push this young man to where he's trying to go. So our mission, as Jesse stated, is to not only go out here and compete, but also to inspire others to their level of greatness. And the best way we can do that is by providing this young man with the experience that he needs to have on the track, the training that he needs to get on the track, or in simulation, wherever it comes from. But that training has to take place not only for his benefit, but also for the benefit of other drivers. Safety is also important for us. And what Jesse is trying to do is something, it's not new, it's just new to him at a whole totally different level. And to build a car that gives him the ability to physically go out here and compete week in and week out, 
is the thing that we're striving for. And the rest will be up to him to get behind that wheel and drive it at the level that he's comfortable at, at the level that he's, at the level he's comfortable with competing and pushing that car to the limits. And I believe he can do that. He's been trained his whole life for it. And so it's just, can it translate over into that car, which I believe it will do in the long run. So I'm excited for Jesse. I'm excited for our team. I'm excited to be a part of Chevy along with Jesse. And uh, we just look forward to the opportunity to get on the track and send this young man drive his car. That is amazing. And this uh, focus on inspiring others, uh, you do this in your home community. You just open up an amazing innovation center in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yep. Uh, that's going to, you know, really inspire young kids in the Detroit, in the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, and and really, you're going to do something very similar here with the NASCAR program with Jesse Uji Motorsports. So, congratulations! It's great to have you here. Thanks for coming to Charlotte to this Hall of Fame from another Hall of Famer. That's amazing. So, just uh, if I can continue on uh, the ownership side, Matt um, had a chance to uh, get to know you here over the past, you know, year and a half or so. Uh, talk about how you, you know, brought everybody together, including Mike and and Jesse and, and Emmett. Yeah, so uh, again, thanks for having us. Uh, the, the thing I would tell you is this wasn't us choosing it. I feel like this is a bigger plan. It's a God plan. Uh, how when I met Jesse, I thought you represent so much to so many, meaning most people don't think they can do whatever they dream about doing. What Jesse's showing the world is that if you have a dream and you put enough work and you surround yourself with good people, anything's possible. Right? So the ownership group, Mike Antonucci, Emmett, Jesse, and myself, we saw a chance to do something bigger than just us. And every, all four of us have a servant mindset. That's how Emmett became the greatest. That's how he pours into his community. When I met Jesse, he reminded me of a young Emmett with a lot to prove, a, a hunger, a willing to pay full price for success. And I think that's what you'll find about all the ownership group here. So we feel called. We feel that this is bigger than us. Our partners such as Chevrolet, such as Equity Prime Mortgage, such as the ERA, such as Coca-Cola. We wanted to make sure we aligned with people that would get behind what we cared about and that had the same mission. So thank you to our partners. None of this is possible without them, as everybody knows. And uh, we're honored to be here. And I don't want to talk a lot. I just want you guys to watch what we do. Talk is cheap. A lot of people tell you they're going to do things. I just want to challenge you to challenge us to show you what we're going to do. And uh, our goal is to... I think our hashtag is hoping people. You have to give people hope. You have to show things that dreams can come true. We're coming out of a pandemic, right? A lot of people are wondering a lot of stuff. And in the middle of a pandemic, we've just launched a NASCAR team. We're doing big things, and the world can do big things right now, too. So what we want is to show the world an example of, are you an American or are you an American? We're Americans. We're looking to unite people. We're looking to bring people together. Just like when Jesse serves in the military, just like when Emmett plays football, it's all kinds of different walks of life with the same mission of doing great things. And that's what you're going to see from our team. So thanks for having us. That's great. Matt, thank you so much. And uh, next to you there, Eric Warren, uh, talk a little bit about how uh, we kind of came together as one team here and we're going to launch here in a few weeks, or a couple weeks at uh, Daytona. So just talk about that journey for you. So I think it was exciting for all of us at Chevrolet. We've known Jesse for a long time, but as the team came together and we sat with Matt and Emmett, really it was obvious from the beginning that Jesse loved Chevrolet. And, and as we talked through just listening to him and his commitment to the community, and really what I was excited about was the commitment to keep learning and to keep building and, the, and the being a competitor. And, and once you get from this stage to the racetrack, it really takes that effort and 
Emmett obviously uh, showing the world what competition and being a competitive football player does. And I have been a Dallas Cowboys fan since, since I was younger, and I have pictures to prove it. So this, this is not a... Eric's been waiting for this moment, by the way. It's, <laughs> not, a bad, it's not a bandwagon moment. But uh, you know, I think our, as Chevrolet and what we're trying to do in Motorsports GM is really building a technical center and a group and technology where we can actually help teams. And for us to be authentic in helping this young team succeed, we know it has to happen on the racetrack. And so having those technologies and engineering resources to help Jesse get better is important. But the most exciting thing about it is, is he's shown that willingness and that interest from the beginning, really before he even knew what we could do or would do, wanting to be better and, and as a whole, the team really coming from the start to being a winning race team and championship race teams. We've proven it. We have a proven winning brand in NASCAR, and, and uh, it's our obligation to really take those resources and, and take uh, exciting opportunities where someone has given their time to this country and to, to the, what they're committed to doing, and I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it and look forward to being a part of that success. Thank you, Eric. Jason, tell us about this car. Is this a show car, or what is this car? No, this is actually the car that we'll be racing in Daytona in a couple of weeks. Um, okay, careful with this car. <laughs> yeah, please be very careful with my race car there. But um, uh, Great opportunity here, Jim. Thanks for having us today. Love that we were able to bring our actual race car. Um, I, I assembled a group of people um, to help um, push our message, right? Um, we, we are a bunch of uh, younger guys that, that want to make people proud, right? We want to we do the best we can for our partners. We want to do the best we can for our manufacturer. But more importantly, we want to do the best we can for, for Wendell Scott and his heritage, right? It's a whole lot different taking just a number to the racetrack, but now I get to take that number to, the ra to Daytona, right? So pretty excited about that and glad to be a part of it. Jason, thank you. And um, for everyone that's here, Right behind the stage is a very special car. It's, a, it's the number 34. This is a replica of the car that Wendell Scott won in. And um, Frank, tell me the name of the color again. Scott Houston Blue Houston Blue. Scott Blue. This is a registered with PPG. Scott Blue 34. It's an actual color in the PPG lineup. It's stunning. Created by, created by Frank. Out of necessity, he says he created it in the shop. And it's wonderful. And it's, it's a, it's, it's a appropriate that we are doing this announcement in front of this amazing replica and then kicking off um, a partnership here uh, with the number 34 uh, Camaro SS, you know, decades later. Uh, and um, as I mentioned to you earlier, I have an opportunity representing our company on the NASCAR Hall of Fame voting committee. And it was a, it was a proud moment to cast a vote for your grandfather and your father and here to celebrate and, and to create the linkage to Jesse's number 34 Camaro. Uh, to the 34 uh, that he won in is a pretty amazing moment. So it's great to have you both here. Thank you for that. Um, and yes, please do. Come up here, Frank. I would be remiss if I didn't say this. Uh, sitting there, looking at all the cars in this hall, the only car in here that doesn't have a sponsor on it is the 34 only car. My father never had sponsorship, but he reached the pinnacle of, of, of his career, NASCAR racing, uh, off of determination and guts and perseverance and humility, all those things. These are words that he taught us to use. 
But you know, Jesse, what I'm trying to say is this. You have an opportunity. You have a team around you. I've met people that's around you. Emmett being here, I know he ain't no joke. <laughs> uh, but it's amazing. Just think what Wendell Scott could have done if he had any of these sponsors on that car right there. Everything that we earned went back into the, into the race team, into the family, making sure all of us went to college. He was a great man. So you are following the footsteps of, 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 of one of the vanguards of the sport and a giant in the racing world, you know, raced on Day old Daytona Beach in 54, 55, 56, 57, and 58, when they had 70, 80, 90 cars in the race. He was always there. And uh, I just want to encourage you to um, give yourself patience to learn, because you're not going to learn it all in one year. We've been following you, my son and my family have been following you. I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you in the audience today to support this young man. Uh, Give them an opportunity to, uh, because they're going to be detractors. You know, they're going to be critics, right, Emmett? You know, he can't run. Emmett can't run the football. <laughs> so what you have to do is ignore them and don't ever let quitting be in the plan. Thank you for the opportunity. I know it wasn't on the program. That's great. I'm glad you <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Frank, those are inspiring words and consistent with what Jesse Nama just talked about in terms of coming together on a journey to progress performance and bring people together. Thank you for, uh, for saying those comments. And so um, I did want to um, also, there's a couple other folks here I wanted to mention here. One of the things that I, uh, I had a chance to meet uh, Jesse a number of years ago, and I met him at one of the racetracks. He was, it was like a one race uh, opportunity he had. Met him. Somehow we exchanged phone numbers, and I've been texting with him, it seems like, for years. So this has happened to me several times. I text him, and, I, and, and it was not a, he's not racing that weekend. You know, he's telling me where he's at. Every time, he's at, he, you're fulfilling your duties in the reserve, right? And this past weekend, talk to where were you this past weekend, doing the same thing? Yeah, so uh, a lot of people were asking me, are you going to be in the class? Are you going to be at the class? Because I live in, you know, the Southern California area. And I'm like, unfortunately, I'm not going to be because I have Navy drill. So this entire weekend, I was, you know, serving the country, doing my Navy thing. And then right when I was done, Hopped on a flight from LA, uh, LAX, and then um, flew through the night, landed here at 9 a.m., uh, drove over here, got here, operating on no sleep, but I'm here because it's a very important day for this team, for the Scott family, for Chevrolet, everybody involved, and um, couldn't miss it, wouldn't want to miss it for the world, and it's just, this is absolutely incredible. That's great. Thanks for, thanks for your service, but also thanks for making the trip here overnight to be here for this special occasion. Um, also wanted to uh, uh, thank Brandon Thompson from NASCAR. Uh, he's on his way back, I think, from the, from the clash. Uh, Megan Wilson, Eric Nyquist, Steve Phelps, and everybody who supported this effort. Um, and uh, the season is off and running. We're going to be in Daytona here in short order. So um, closing comments uh, from uh, Emmett, and then we'll go to Jesse, and then we'll wrap up here. And if you have some questions after for the team, certainly welcome to ask him. No, I just want to just thank everyone that has been involved in terms of creating this opportunity for uh, African Americans to actually get into the sport. And not only that, but the opportunity for this young man to fulfill a dream. Uh, I think dreams that are deferred are ones that are actually uh, become everybody's reality when others are opening up doors for those dreams to actually take place. So I give you kudos for having the courage to put that foot forward, to open that door, and to create an opportunity for others to come into such a great sport. And by having it, 
open. Uh, I think you're giving everyone a chance to all eyeballs, uh, eyeballs to look upon the sport in a totally different way. And hopefully as we continue to progress and Jesse continue to grow step by step, um, we will continue to inspire others uh, that would want it, some young kid that want to get in the car and drive just as fast and enjoy their talent so we can see talent truly rise. Uh, I think a sport is never a sport unless you have everybody involved. And when you have everyone involved, then it's truly a true, true sport. And we want to honor this sport. We want to honor the people that have come before us. I don't care if it's Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt, any of those. All of them are part of this history. And we want to become part of it as well. And we want our man here someday to be in the Hall of Fame right here. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That is great. Thank you, Ahmed. Jesse? Thank you. And, uh, you know, just big thank you to everyone who's here today, everyone who's supporting. And, you know, I ask that, you know, we're, we're, this is a great, happy time right now. Everyone's supporting right now. Supporters during the good and supporters during the bad. You know, anytime you're putting together a team of people who are on the same mission, who are grinding for it every single day, there'll be good days, there'll be bad days. But if everyone just stays together, everyone continues to unite. You know, we're all about, you know, bringing people together. Um, and just, you know, sharing the dream, sharing the moment. It, it's just so much with this. And, you know, big thank you to Equity Prime Mortgage, Eddie. Uh, his, his story, his family story, how he got to where he's at, absolutely incredible. Um, it's just stories like that, you know. And, and uh, big thank you to, you know, God always and also to my family. Um, you know, my mom, you know, she, she, I recently got to hear a little bit more about her story uh, when I went on a trip to Nigeria in uh, December. And um, I got to hear some things that I had never heard before. And she told me about how, you know, when she was a kid, her mother was in the hospital for a lot of her younger age. And she used to have to fetch water from a river to bring back to her family when she was 11 years old. She wasn't 20. She wasn't 25. She was 11. Going to a river, fetching water, bringing it back to the family. And she did that. And in between, you know, school and all that, she would come home, climb up trees, pick fruits off of trees, take it to the market, sell it at the market just to make some extra money to pay for some medicine for her mom. And I remember she had told me that one day she was walking to the market and she saw some people walking by who, who spoke English. At that time, she didn't speak English in Nigeria. And she prayed at that moment. She said, God, please, if I could have one thing in life, please let my kids be able to speak English. If they can speak English, it'll create so much opportunity for them. Little did she know that she was going to be able to find her way to America with my dad, um, start building her life from there, became a nurse, started grinding. Now she owns her own businesses. She still works as a nurse. The lady works 100-plus hour weeks every single week. Um, just absolutely incredible. But it's, it's through that grind that I, I learned how, you know, if you, if you have a dream, if you have a vision, as long as you put constant and consistent, relentless action towards it every single day, you can get to wherever you want to go in life. And I, I learned that from my parents. Um, it's, it's, so that, that's, that's what's allowed us, I think, all to get here. I think every one of us here have all, all have similar stories to that. And um, it's just absolutely incredible to have everyone here. So thank you to everyone who's part of this whole journey. Um, let's keep this thing going. We're going to be here for a long time, and I'm looking forward to everything that's going to come with it. Jesse, thank you. It is going to be an exciting journey. And I want to thank everyone for being here. Uh, again, Winston Kelly, thank you to you and your team for having us. I see you over there. Also, uh, Wendy, uh, I'm sorry, Rachel Sosnowski is here. Where's Rachel? Thank you for everything you've done here. Oh, here she's back here uh, at the convention center to make this uh, day possible. And with that, um, I'd like to invite you guys to come down near the car. If you want to have a couple of words and any questions for the, the team, come on over near the car. Thank you, team. Thanks for coming. All right. Uh, Emmett's ready to bring being a Hall of Famer. He's already dancing with the Star Famer. <laughs> hey. 
That's not a bad goal to have, Kyle, be in the Hall of Fame. Trying it out this year with Jesse Awuji, uh you know, announced back in the early, in the off season, and now uh, they have you know, Emmett Smith has a NASCAR team. So, uh, it, you know, they've, they've they've struggled a little bit. Um, you know, they put Kyle Weatherman in the car. They've had some good races, and uh, you know, I think uh, you know putting Kyle in the car is a good option. You know, I know he was looking for a ride too um, at one point. So uh, once uh, DGM went down to another car, so um, yeah, the Xfinity Series race, the uh, Tennessee Lottery 250, excuse me, the Nashville Lottery 250, um, going to be at a Nashville Super Speedway on Saturday afternoon. Um, you know, going to be interesting. Uh, Trevor Bain's coming back this week. Uh, dude, that kind of caught me a little off guard. Um, back in the 18 car for Joe Gibbs Racing. So uh, maybe he'll he'll finally crack through through victory lane. Um, Ryan Priest running double duty. He's going to try and defend his truck win at Nashville last year. Uh, for DGR, and he'll be in the BJ McLeod number five on a Saturday afternoon. And uh, that's, I think that's basically, you know, all the NASCAR news and notes that I have for you, Rowdy. Um, you know, and like I said, we also got to hit on PA Speed Week here as well. Yeah, Kyle, uh, what you what you got to close us out tonight with? Well, Rowdy, uh, Friday, June 24th, tomorrow night, starts the 10 nights of PA Speed Week. Presented by Red Robin, uh, Friday, June 24th, Williams Grove. Saturday, June 25th, Lincoln Speedway. Sunday, June 26th, Baps Motor Speedway. Uh, Monday, June 27th, Lincoln Speedway. Tuesday, June 28th, Grandview Speedway. Wednesday, June 29th, Port Royal Speedway. Wednesday, or Thursday, June 30th, Hagerstown Speedway. Then again, at Williams Grove on Friday, July 1st. Port Royal, again on Saturday, July 2nd, and then the finale at Seelands Grove Speedway, which actually, uh, Rowdy, the winner's purse went up from 7000 to 10000 So uh, the finale for PA Speed Week, uh, wrapping up at Seelands Grove Speedway on Sunday, July 3rd, with the rain date of Monday, July 4th. So um, weather becomes an issue, they can always move it. So I'm um, really looking forward to, to hopefully, you know, getting to a few races this week or next week and, uh, you know, hope to report back on it. Um, you know, like I said, there's that EMPA gathering before Grandview, um, before uh, the, the Thunder on the Hill Racing Series takes place with the 410 Sprint Cars and 358 Modified. So really looking forward to next week. Hope the weather just cooperates. You know, we've had a lot of rain here lately, so hopefully, you know, they got they got it out. Mother, Na- Mother Nature got it out of her system, and we can go racing next week and this week. So um, really looking forward to it. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, I'll get, get, get some good content and, and show it on the site and the Facebook page and all that good stuff. So... Hopefully uh, we'll get we'll get some content here. Yeah, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> uh, Kyle, you know I'm I'm playing it by ear this weekend. Not really sure. So uh, I know the short track got I think they got put off uh, for a tire situation. Believe it or not, we're having to deal with freaking tires. And uh, of all things. You know, the crowd's coming, and then you got to deal with not enough tires. But anyway, Kyle, I want to thank you and, and Willie Mullins and everybody that calls in and listens to be a part of this. And Hey, listen, Kyle, we're just going to fix and get bigger and better. It's not that long to Pocono, and the uh, long run I got ahead of that one. So with that being said, Kyle, we're going to try to work this thing and get out of here and be back Monday night, 6. The Rowdy Magnite Show.
Call that light shining down here in Little Alabama. Just hope the weather cooperates next week, that's all. <laughs> yeah, me too, Kyle. Just going to be hot here. Little rain and hot. Whole lot of hot. Hot 7K. Appreciate y'all guys listening. Looking forward to having y'all on. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.